Polyhedron is a production of Headcanon Games, LLC. Please bookmark Headcanon Games for the latest in Polyhedron news. Polyhedron is sponsored by listeners like yourself. If you'd like to become a patron of Polyhedron, please go to patreon.com polyhedron. Now, on with your show. Welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two co-hosts here, Ryan hey. and Scott. How's it going, man? And also in studio today is a very special guest and a good friend of the show, Dylan Coffey. Hey! Hello, Dylan. While he's going to be sitting in the corner for a little while, we'll get back to him. But first, we no, want to hit we're the gonna, news. No, we're going to let him talk. Jesus Christ, Matthew. He's in my corner. He has to talk. Do I have to stare at the corner? No. Yes. No. Anyway. Hey, I, that's not wasn't me this time. Mm-hmm. He's making a look at the corner like a timeout. I, I'm pointing very fervently. It's a nice corner. Yeah, there's lots of like objectively speaking. <laughs> right angle and everything. Anyway. Right. News. What we got going on in the news? Next on Sucking John Wick's Dick Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Is that my corner? Shit. <laughs> it's also that corner. I'm really John? This is your first time here, so... Oh no, hazing! Uh, but anyway, yeah, no, um, John Wick, uh, the Seven Seas second edition, or whatever special edition uh, that's coming out, is out. Uh, it's been shipping. As a matter of fact, today, I got an email, maybe about two hours ago, that told me that my copy was shipped, uh, was, was shipping. Wait to date the show, Scott. Yeah, however, um, <laughs> I stepped out my door... And my copy was there. Magic. He's Is like, it? wow, that got here real quick. We live near an Amazon distribution center. It's magical. <laughs> Amazon's recently contracted with some Porte witches, you see. <laughs> also, through the magical connection of Facebook, uh, John Wick was able to sort of pepper out a little piece of news uh, to the polyhedron people, I guess. It was just through a random assortment of conversation topics. Uh, he mentioned that when House of the Blooded version – 2.0 goes live or is going to go into Kickstarter, he's going to uh, actually put in a stretch goal for Try His Hand at Amber, which I find extremely interesting. I already think that Houses of the Blooded is a very good match for Amber, but I think if he can, but it's obviously not yep. a perfect fit, and I think he can make it a perfect fit. Yep, Blood and Shadow. He's actually been talking about that for a while uh, in reference to Houses of the Blooded, uh, and I'm super excited about it because while I love Amber Dice's role-playing game, I acknowledge that it's ancient and has its flaws, uh, and I'd like to see a new take on it. Um, but yeah, super excited about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, also in the news, Scott, uh, you've put something down, something called Story Path. Yeah, so Gen Con just happened, and of course there's all sorts of releases, and we should probably pour through those to see, find all the interesting stuff for the news next time-ish. Um, but the one that caught my eye uh, was new information about the Story Path system from Onyx Path, uh, which is the shared system between Scion and the Trinity continu- Continuum, uh, one of which I find very interesting, and the other of which I'm maddeningly obsessed with. Um, and part of that is they released a small preview of the Story Path system core mechanics. Um, by no means is it exhaustive, but it gives you a very good idea of what it is. Um, and actually, after reviewing it, it didn't have much new information uh, because they had about six months ago released some sort of like beta information mm-hmm. regarding mm-hmm. that. 
but it packaged it up all together real nice and, and gave us a few graphics and gave us a few graphics like, and clearly explained everything. I looked at the document yeah. too. I actually read through the whole thing, and it basically said, "Hey, here's what we're going to be doing with the story pass system," and it's basically just as if anyone's followed White Wolf, it's a modification from the storyteller system, but it's more up to date. It's a little more cleaner. It does a few things that I like, like it makes it to where if you do not succeed on something, that's okay. You're going to get something out of it. Yep. Consolations. Consolations. Yeah. Consolation um, and then like moment, use of like narrative yeah, momentum. Yeah. Well, well, momentum is the most common type of consolation, which it just adds directly into future dice rolls. And There's all sorts of little touches like that. They've got scaling uh, in sort of as part of the system, so that you know if you're a if you're a pulp hero uh, and you try and fight Godzilla, well. That ain't gonna go so well, son. You're using the same system, but Godzilla is mechanically scaled up. Uh, in a way that doesn't add a bunch of complication, he just stomps you. Right. Uh, like so, it's it's real exciting. I can't wait to see it implemented. I know uh, they mentioned that the Scion Kickstarter uh, is going to be this fall, mm -hmm. uh, which is awesome, and I'll certainly take a look at it. Um, but when that Trinity Kickstarter comes out. Man, am I going to spend you know a lot of money? You only have about probably six months from that Kickstarter. Yeah, well, that's a forever. I count it. Um, <laughs> and, and even yeah. longer before you find a storyteller to run the damn thing. Oh, oh he, that, that guy. No, that there. will be me. That will be me. You'll, you'll run it? I'll, okay, run it. Well, I'll run the shit out of that. All right. um, I'll look at Everett. I love Everett. Like, and I like As, as much as I would love to play a game of Trinity, um, I've. In my past, I've always been the one to run it, and I have no problem with it because I love it. I'm a filthy love... player. I, oh, yeah, I don't run yeah. games. But, if man, if anyone wanted to play me and run me a game of, of Trinity, who they'd be my best friend forever. I'd buy them ice cream and everything. Wow, that's a, that's, that's a bold statement there, Scott Cuban. Noted. But Dylan, what do you think about the StoryPath system? Uh, I think it's really interesting. Uh, the What you brought up, Scott, the scaling system, is a particular interest to me because it uh, kind of delineates between two different totally class uh, totally different classes of being but if you uh you read some of the information in the preview today uh, it also mentions that heroic characters and exceptional characters basically get kind of a pass that allows them to skirt around some of the restrictions of fighting something beyond their level. Yep. So the pulp hero fighting Godzilla has a much better chance than random farmer number 17 out in his rice field fighting Godzilla, yeah, which I think is a very cool thing that they included. Um, they also had like besides just like sort of a resource system with momentum besides adding like dice, it also like, fuels some of your abilities. Yeah, so exactly. You can do like outrageously exceptional things that you normal people wouldn't normally I'm, be able I'm to really do. glad that the systems now have just realized that utter and complete failure is generally just not fun. Um, they have a paragraph that says your guys are good at the things they do, yeah. and the game just assumes that that's the case. Yeah. Yep. And it's really more a matter of how well you do and not yes, no, binary, fail, succeed. Yeah, actually, uh, on that topic, I think it's very much uh, you should give credit to Exalted for starting that mentality mm. of yeah, you guys are probably going to exceed at what you do. Um, the story is really about how you do it, how well you do it, and the consequences that fall naturally from that. See the golden shovel. Oh yeah, golden shovel. And I really like the fact that stunts, which they definitely took from Exalted, are a thing that happen after you succeed. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, really that's cool. Great. Where you build up successes, if you get more than what you normally need, you can spend it into doing stunting <laughs> stuff, which gives you just cool maneuvers like disar I disarm the guy and take his weapon from him to, well, okay. to, to link that back that's actually kind of funny because you can trace that more or less back to 7th C 1st edition oh, yeah. and their raise system where you just add extra effects that make you succeed Mobetta 
<laughs> and we were just talking about John Wick. So even talking about story path, we ended up sucking John Wick's dick. <laughs> well, that's all really cool news, and it all comes back to John Wick. All hail John Wick. He's and really dick. paying us royalties at this point <laughs> for how. We are not um, sponsored by John Wick. That's actually a big thing in the news right now is people with podcasts and cr- cr- uh, creators of content have to like be very – very upfront about what's going on on the back end. Please no be careful with the dicks. A, yeah. yeah. No one pays us a goddamn thing. Uh, Kaylee Chambers, thank you very Except much. Except for Kaylee Chambers, who still is a patron, and thank you, Kaylee. Yes. And so, also, you should go to patreon.com slash polyhedron to become a patreon today. And then we'll talk about, but then we'll say your name in random places. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. Yeah. Just randomly, we'll just roll some dice and we'll just pick a random timestamp during the stream each week. <laughs> just be like, hey, the Spencer, ro- give me money. The you robot raises his sword. Thank you, by the way. So this stream you mentioned, Dylan, what? What is that? Oh, is it time for that question? I think it is. I think, I think there's a special reason our good friend Dylan is here today. Besides just being a funny jackass. I am both of those things. So um, the, the the reason you guys have me here is a little something called the Play Together Project. Uh, it is a venture that myself uh, and a, a number of others have uh, gone in on. And more or less our, our mission statement is that we want to promote the life-affirming, life-improving elements of role-playing gaming, uh, along with taking an explicit progressive political stance, particularly in regards to uh, LGBTQ advocacy and feminist advocacy, because we feel like those are two things that people in the gaming industry and in the gaming hobby need to really have on their minds uh, at the current juncture, because we're at a, a kind of a flashpoint on that matter. It, it, I was about to agree with you wholeheartedly. We actually have had multiple mm-hmm. psycho tirades on this podcast in the last few episodes. About yeah, just, just really like, awful, like we're talking about one thing and then suddenly we just start I'm, veering into that territory. I, I just went crazy about assholes on the internet being mean about trans characters in games right. and just it, well, it boils my blood. I well, can't. Stand as it. you know, three you know white guys, uh, it behooves us to be aware of the shit. Uh, and to you know use use the use our use what little influence and, and awareness that we have to you know help that ah, sorry I got it mean be good allies yeah be good allies absolutely use your privilege for good yep not to be a jerko yep well anyways tell us more about it besides just the overarching goal right. what do you do what do you what's it all about so we're... how are you entertaining me is what I'm getting now well you personally I don't know that's up to you you got to click www.twitch.tv slash the play together project on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. EST where we're currently playing a cipher system campaign uh, that's good that's the one thing we're doing right now is we're, we're streaming games um, we're trying to demonstrate story gaming in its in its finest element and mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. use story gaming as the platform that we're kind of, uh, I guess, expressing our views and the way we feel. Uh, in the long term, we're mostly content creators. Um, we're going to have YouTube videos coming down the pipe. Right now, we're in the very beginning stages. We're using the, tr- the Twitch stream to kind of build our, our, our foundation. Your brand. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we're also using that to, to try and establish like a revenue stream so we can get the equipment we need to make some high production value videos. You're not saying anything I don't already know. Yeah, that's, that's a slow that's, slog of a very steep hill. Singing the song that is as old as time. Um, yeah. But we, what, what we want to do is we want to produce content that challenges people uh, on these topics, that encourages people to explore more of what gaming can be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to just be 
you know, numbers and dice on a page. It can be an emotional experience. It can be a cathartic experience. It can be an educational experience. And that's the kind of gaming that we're really yeah. strongly focused um, on. I, I'm, if anyone's listened to this podcast for any length of time knows my views of, of the progressive sort of learning experience that you can have through role-playing because you can, in a safe zone, in a safe area, you can experience things you wouldn't normally want to um and and learn from them it's obviously not as quick or as drastic as if you actually went out and did those things but uh, you get the you get the safe zone as i said you're not going to harm yourself you're not going to hurt you can almost trick people into learning empathy i would say you can just explicitly you can you You can can trick people into having empathy yep for things that don't even exist indeed role-playing is especially from a gm to player perspective is there is some social manipulation going Mm -hmm. on like there's some very hard, like, I need to not only play the characters, but play the players mm-hmm. so that I know how to make the best experience possible on the board. Absolutely. And I, we think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. We, we think that relationship is a healthy one um, when it's examined and, and taken for what it is in an explicit sense. Mm-hmm. We're very big on social contract, for yeah. example. I... How did this project come about? Uh, mostly it came about kind of uh, anticlimactically. Uh, one of the other uh, founders of Play Together Project, David... Uh, and I, we met through an Unknown Armies LARP uh, here in Atlanta. Rest in peace. Oh, um, yeah. We all it's, that It's LARP. tragic, but again, the song is old as time, right? Um, but we started hanging out a lot because we realized we had very similar views, very similar gaming opinions, very similar theoretical positions. Uh, and then one day he was on set for a film he wasn't terribly happy working for uh, that actually had as its topic gaming and gamers and depicted them as being shitty uh, antagonistic, archaic, fat, mean, white guys. I have a really big frowny face in my face. Yeah, yeah um, well... I'm a fat, nice white guy. Right. Wait a minute. <laughs> Damn so, it. You know, I, I distinctly remember actually David came over to, to hang out one day after being on set for this film was just like, man, that just fucking pissed me off. I just want to show people that's not how it is. And I don't know, within 30 minutes later, we had decided we were gonna we were going to do something. We were going to make videos. We were going to stream. We were going to put faces out there on the internet that weren't mean, sweaty, fat, white guys yeah. and have that be what gaming is about. That's not who we really are. That's not even – that. Are, there is a minority that I will definitely say is in the, in the culture. Right. But any culture is going to have those ter- troglodyte types. Yeah, types. absolutely. And right. we just – Unfortunately, the nature of the internet is that the loudest voices get the most representatives yeah. and that you – the only way to combat that is by putting your voice out there and, and showing that, no, not all the same. Nope. Well, let me say that, I mean, having turned, come on your Twitch stream and seen it, like, you have a very varied table. Like, the Cypher System table has a perfect representation of every cross-section, every which type of gamer you can have at yep. that table, and that's that's awesome. And yeah. we, we, we take it very seriously that, to, to keep it that way. So you said you're going to work on the Cypher System right now. How many more sessions do you think you got of that? Oh, Cypher System just finished Game 6, and some, some shit came to light, and some shit went down. So we're thinking... We're probably not going to make it to a full 12 sessions on Cypher System. We're probably going to end that around 10 sessions. Okay. And then, get that dick out again, John. Uh, we're thinking about playing 7C afterwards. <laughs> Yay! Uh, it all comes back. <laughs> be a tinfoil hat wearing guy at the end. It's all, it's all wick. Up. It's all wick all the way down. Yeah. I'll suck your wick. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, this is a delightful episode. <laughs> I I badly want to be on the Play Together project. I mean, as do I. I think everyone here does. So we um to 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 do some shameless plugging of our own. We also have a Patreon, uh, patreoncom slash project. Uh, and if I if I recall correctly, either the first or second goal that is listed there is a second uh, weekly game. Cool. Um, and that is going to be a pretty big milestone for us because that's it's, it's kind of a legitimization mm-hmm. uh, once we hit that level. Uh, I personally think that it's going to be an exponential growth once we get there, um, but it's going to be a matter of getting there. And once we have a second stream, we're probably going to focus that mostly on more obscure games, uh, almost a more academic stream that, that touches on games that are similar to certain concepts in the industry. Amber Diceless, for example, is the sort of game that would be on, on the that's second very stream. Right. I have game ready to go. Uh, Dread is another game I want to play on there because oh, yeah. um, it's a very challenging game. Uh, we, All of us who are on the project are actually very passionate about the kind of weird, wacky indie games, perhaps even more so than we are about more mainstream games. Right. But we love all of them, mm-hmm. um, and we definitely want to focus on the games uh, like Cypher System, 7th Sea, Dungeons & Dragons, that have a, a, a wider following because we want to find people who think like us before we start jacking off in the corner playing 13 Candles or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or Little Fears or something. Right. Something super niche. Yeah. But oh, a, man. But a, Little Fears. What a, what a great game. stream. Yeah. So, I, oh, um, so I, I wish you the very best on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just got back from a convention about podcasting. I got some, some, some people that I look up to, and they talked a lot about like the finances of everything. And uh, I can definitely say that Patreon really sort of just revolutionized the field a lot mm-hmm. of it. Because before, a lot of podcasts and this, like the Play Together Project, and a lot of these other independent sort of creative ventures were trying to be self-funded but it was very hard because you had to just you couldn't just find them all in one place mm-hmm. and there wasn't just one one company devoted entirely to ha- handling the finances other than like you know a paypal button that's yeah, not the but same still, yeah. it's it's different plus you can go to patreon and go i want to look up all the podcasts what are all the podcasts right like? yep you can find new shows you don't even have to become a patron you can just find new shows that you want to listen to mm-hmm. or specific creators that just so hey i want to do that it's like the same with what kickstarter did to our indie rpgs and said hey guys we can show everyone that we have a fan base we don't need a whole we don't need millions of people we just need a couple of thousand loyal people to give us money that like our product and bam you can get it out the door and you can make a living at it absolutely that's that's certainly something that i've dreamed about and david and dreamed about and christine and felix yeah. and shay and luter all of us really want I, that. I'd like to do that as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, He's it's every nerd, behind it's, his hand. <laughs> I think as every nerd, especially uh, especially in the industry and sort of hobby that we are, we like grow up and go, we love these things. We want to be a part of these things. And as we get older, you know, real life starts hammering in. you got to pay the bills. Yep. you like, I think I could, some of us are like, I think I could really make a go of it. Some get really lucky and are able to do that really young. Like Michael, he's a very talented individual and he was able to sort of, fall into it and not just be there at the right time, but you also had the talent to expand on that and do what he could. And other people have to take a slightly harder road, but it's all worth it in the end if you're able to get to your dreams, as it were. And you know what? Even if it doesn't become like a revenue stream or a, you know, an income, it's a labor of love. Like you do it, you do it because you feel passionate about it. And you know, not all, not all compensation, not all income is, is monetary. 
Uh, you know, you got to feed the soul too. Well, feeding the soul is—I mean, it's why we do this. It's mm-hmm. the—it's the most important thing to me to actually be able to play these games, whether it be LARPing, tabletopping. I mean, we just got back from a LARP the Villain run hey. this weekend, and my goodness, I another mean, shameless plug. Oh yeah, well, we're, it's going to be a shameless plug kind of episode. This is because, shameless uh, plug. Uh, yeah, after the end, uh, wonderful game uh, runs uh, Georgia Tennessee. Uh, Shoot Check Man's game. Shoot Man's, yeah. With nano machines. Yeah, ner- nerf post-apocalyptic Western nonsense. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Post-apocalyptic good Western. Almost nearly got every nerf. single genre it's, in there. It's pretty multi-genre. Yep. It's pretty big. Yeah. Uh, and I know uh, all three of uh, all three of your hosts here played it. Dylan yep. Dylan uh, ha- had his hand in running it, and man, was it good. Whew. Very solid game. Very good design. It's one of the few games that I've seen, uh, as far as a Boffin LARP is concerned, that uses nerf guns uh, responsibly. There are games that do try, but I feel that they they over they overemphasize it too much to the point that it's not fun for anyone else, mm-hmm. unless you are shootsmans. Whereas ATE is a little more judicious about that, which makes it that any concept is viable at at a certain angle, as I, it were. I could go on for uh, as the the primary rules writer for that game. I could go on for a pretty phenomenally ghastly amount of time about why we made certain decisions in the design of After Then. Maybe that'll be another episode. Oh, yeah. That's actually that's fully on the docket. I plan to have an actual well, like Grognardy game development episode. Grognard LARP mechanic episode might need to be in the future because we talk about LARPing enough on here that it's t- I mean, I mean yeah. the people who LARP will probably enjoy it, maybe. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people don't realize the intrinsic advantages of the medium of LARPing compared to tabletop, but also the intrinsic similarities, because in the end, they're both about promoting certain player behaviors by constructing your rules in such a way that your players are encouraged to behave in the way that is also healthy on a social level. There's a reason why it's called gamification is yeah. starting to spread itself yep. all in outside of just what we do, but also like stuff in China, there's an entire like watching TV now can get you, can be gamified mm-hmm. and turn it in and eventually you can get real money out of it. It's crazy. It's all be Pokemon Go. Yep. It's a gamification. It's a real game, but you could easily put that into any other sort of co- uh, context. Exercise gamification. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. They've gamified just walking around. Yeah. And uh, but let's get let's pull it back a little bit and let's get back to the play together project so we can get a little more focused because we are on a bit of a time crunch tonight. So we want to make sure we squeeze Dylan for everything he's got. So you um you right now you run primarily off of Twitch and I know you're also uh you do a lot of personal streaming mm-hmm. on Twitch. Um, that's a community I'm not really familiar with and I don't think anyone else. I've only really touched know. the very surface of like, it. What, what, can you, what can you tell us about that like that medium? Ooh, well, um, being on Twitch is something that is to an extent kind of intrinsically combative with our core values. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with Twitch itself, but Twitch has a very, what's the best way to put this, uh, volatile community. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so let's a, say toxic. I actually wouldn't go so far as to say that. I think it has strong toxic elements, but I think the Twitch community is less toxic than, say, uh, certain parts of Reddit or like 4chan-style image boards or uh, something awful or whatever. I don't, I don't think they're quite on that level. There's a lot of pretty cool people on Twitch. Um, we've had a couple of instances already just having only streamed uh, six times of trolls and people coming in trying to disrupt fun, but you know, we, we time them out and then we kick them if they continue making trouble. It really hasn't been any sort of undue pressure. Um, 
the hard thing about Twitch actually is that it's really a video gaming platform primarily, mm -hmm. um, and it's difficult to draw people in for the tabletop thing because that's still very young. I mean, as streaming I mean, tabletop is very young. I mean, as I understand it, you guys are under the auspice. You guys are still labeled as like a Dungeons and Dragons yeah. podcast. Yes. Yeah, I actually saw recently that uh, Onyx Path made a post that Twitch just added, like, Vampire, Exalted, mm -hmm. like, they just added those categories. Yeah, it's it's slow to it's it's slow to, to adapt to that because it's really just not what Twitch is about, but yeah. it's the best thing well, for it, it regardless. It's people taking technology and adapting it to their purpose, and right. then Twitch is going, hey, wait, there's actually this growing thing of people, because under Taco Salad, my other podcast that I do for GeekTaco.com, uh, we also had to label ourselves a gaming talk show. Yeah. That's actually what we're, our auspice is under uh, when we broadcast. And I love it because the I love the visual aspect of it because it starts getting like names with faces, starts getting people more interested in mm -hmm. what's going on with you guys, because when you guys do uh, the Play Together project, you can see all four of the players, and you can see the GM, and you can see them interacting and joking and having a good time. It does a lot for the atmosphere. Right. Now, you um, obviously, you run at a, at a local table. Do you guys have any thoughts as to, like, Skyping in GMs or Skyping in players to sort of increase your... Uh, you know, stable of, you know, diverse people? That would be something that would come down the line. Uh, we, we pretty strongly are passionate about the, the physicality, being around a table, being in the same room, mm -hmm. being able to kind of see and, and feel and hear everybody else there with you. It, it brings right. a sense of closeness that you can't quite replicate using something like Roll20. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say we're ruling it out, but we sure. definitely are leaning primarily on that sort of the physicality uh, that has made shows like Critical Role so incredibly popular. So like Stream Three, like stream yeah, possibly Stream Three would be the digital one. Who knows? And yeah. that's hard. That's actually just more of a technical, a technological hurdle than it is really a physi like a, a a characteristic one. I would actually disagree with you. I actually think it would be easier to run having done all the setup for. There. We have three cameras. We have a microphone. Yeah. We used to have multiple microphones, but it was creating some feedback issues. The logistics of actually recording all five people and having it look decent on the same stream in real time, I actually think are more difficult uh, than running just a Roll20. Because with a Roll20, yeah. you just screen capture Roll20, and you have everybody's face yeah, on the bottom of Google Hangouts. Yeah, because the software does a lot of the heavy lifting exactly. for you. If you were trying to bootstrap it from just Skype and all the other platforming, yeah. it becomes much, much harder. Yeah. I mean, Matt, you know what it's like trying to record a podcast, per se, right. with, all of us, yes. uh, with all of us on Skype. That yeah. didn't go well, did well, it? Well, oh, it goes awful. much better now. I've learned a lot, and we do it much better when you got the right setup and the right equipment and the right everything else. It works, but if, you, if one thing starts getting out of alignment, it just starts going to crap. But I can't it's certainly daunting, man. No, you can't. But now yeah. I can. Found it. So that's really cool. I'm interested to see where your project goes from here. I'm eager to either be on it as in one way or another. Um, I'm interested in seeing where it goes. And just growing the hobby in general is extremely important to everyone here at Polyhedron. Can, we can talk about the thing, right? The thing? The thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I was about to say, Dylan, there's this uh, game called Subnet That's coming the thing. Out. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've heard about it, Yeah. Uh, but it, it's put together by like this kind of kind of weird group of yeah, people I, I, all dude and the loud one and, and, and the other loud one i interviewed all three of them 
total charmers. <laughs> uh, I, I, was, I was actually going to say, uh, for some reason I wasn't sure if I was, I was allowed to talk about it. Oh, um, yeah. We would love to have you guys on there as soon as there is a uh, either public playtest or rules release done. We are very, very close to that. Well, we are uh, we are running two games at Dragon Con. So oh, wow. I didn't realize that. We're yeah. having a runnable version of it. Uh, Matthew's going to run a game, and I'm going to run a game. I will have to sign up for one of those. Uh, yeah, you, can, just... you can do so, actually. It's the official, we're going through the official Dragon Con procedure, so we are actually up on their, I believe it's gaming.dragoncon.org. Non-campaign slots. Non-campaign yeah. slots, yeah. an official, you ah. sign up, you pay your three bucks, you, revert, you reserve your seat. There's only four slots per per table, though, and so that means there's a total of eight slots available mm-hmm. between the two games. So hopefully by when you hear this, which uh, this is going to get released in a couple of days, Yes. if you want to play Subnet and you're coming to Dragon Con, try and get in on one of those. You, you guys have times on those? Yes. Um, Friday 1 to 5, and Sunday 1 to 5 is currently what we're slotted to be. Dylan and I were some of the original playtesters for Subnet, so we're actually very excited to actually like, get other people at the table and just have them see it. I'm know? excited to see it in its current form, because what I understand is it's changed quite a lot from what I it's saw. Changed. It's gone through some changes. Oh. Um, and I'm, I look forward, I'm actually putting, this weekend I'm going to be putting together a lot of the playtest document stuff, like the character sheets and Good. and sort of the cheat sheets, so everyone can get up and running mechanically as fast as possible, because I only got four hours to run this, though. Also, beloved audience, we are still discussing the time for the meet and greet, but we're pretty sure it's going to be in the Hilton. Yeah, the Hilton likely in the afternoon at probably Saturday, maybe Sunday. Um, if oh shit, we'll be there too then. Yep. Yeah. Well, if uh, next episode at some point, you'll probably I'll probably mention the exact time and the exact date so everyone can come to. I mean, meet and it'll be on. Time. And it'll be on the website. I mean, we're just heading on towards a big old big ass gaming consortium anyway. So let's just let's just embrace that and get drunk, shall we? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um. But yeah. And. Uh, any other like future pie in the sky ideas for the play together oh, project? Yeah, absolutely, oh, for sure. Yeah. Specifically, just whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. So as far as pie in the sky for play together project, Scott, uh, we really actually want to produce a uh, short film. Uh, we Ooh. want to produce a short film about LARPing, um, particularly about. Uh, so the very very basic idea I have for this, and you guys are pretty much the first ones to hear about this that that it aren't people who are on the project. Polyhedron exclusive. That's anyway. right. Um, we would like to produce a screenplay that follows LARPers in and outside of the LARP, and mm. and illustrates how the characters they play in the LARP interact with their real life problems and do it responsibly and, and help them get through it. Right. 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 So like the the guy with anger issues who plays a pacifist in the LARP the the person with self-esteem issues who learns that they can be uh, strong and beloved by their friends through their character. And the, the shy game. person who learns to actually take exactly. control of the situation, right? Oh, yeah. that's the sort of stories we want to capture. We don't want these ridiculous caricatures. We don't want these insulting stereotypes. We want to actually paint a picture for people that says, this is a hobby, this is an activity where you can go out and you can actually become a better person through the, the, the vector of these sorts of games. Are you thinking documentary style or more traditional This would be like, fictional. Story? This fictional? would be creative. Oh, cool. yeah. This would be a film. This would be actually a film, yes. so there would be a more, a more engaging yes. sort of story hook rather than a lot of documentaries. Yes. They're very nice. They're perfectly fine documentaries, but they, they just do sort of the very blanket... This is what it is, and that's what it is. This would be a drama. I, I've seen I've seen some documentaries about LARPing, specifically one or two that are. They're pretty abysmal. Yeah, the ones that appear on Netflix are fucking insulting, and they're yeah. and they just show us as a bunch of like, like maladjusted, crazy people who don't know how to deal with other human beings. Which, okay, cards on the table sometimes, 
But that's not like it's also the case in literally every other subpopulation of humanity. Have you met have you met football fans? Right. Like, yeah. like <laughs> you know, so it, I think coming at it from a fictional point of view is a much better thing because you can st- you can retell some stories that you know to be true and you've seen mm-hmm. and you can, you know, interview the people who have actually been through it and get a really good idea of like what it was like to make the transition from whatever, you know, sort of issue you had to working through it. Which, in in coherence with that, something that's a little more probably uh, reasonable that you might see soon uh, is we actually are going to do a series of interviews with people about how LARP or how a role-playing game improved their life in, in a very discreet sense. You know, little little five-minute vignettes, almost like Humans of New York style, right. where we just oh, yeah. sit down and we're like, all right, well, you know, tell me about yourself, tell me about your character, and tell me about how playing that character affected you as a person. Yeah, that's, um, that's very cool. I, I, I want to... I... Look forward to. Yeah, I would love to have all you guys on. Oh, absolutely! Oh, cool. Sign me up. You will. You, you will have us all on. We want to. We want to do a bajillion of these if possible. Absolutely. So, so like little vignettes as many yeah. people as you. Little can little have. five minute interviews, and we'll have a whole series of playlists on YouTube. And so uh, I I remember uh, a time not too long ago uh, when uh, you did a stream uh, for uh, Child's Play, uh, playing Sonic 06. Uh, that was that was a time. I have, a killer, I have a killer smile on my face right now. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, that, that I'm, my I'm leading it. I'm leading into uh, any plans for play together, or any sort of charity events. We would love to do child's play this year. We'd love to do extra life Sorry. this year. Um, we'd love to do charity stuff. Absolutely. Um, that comes when we have the infrastructure to be able to do it and do justice to it. Um, when is Extra Life this year? I actually don't know. I don't know. I think it's we missed probably, it already. But Child's Play is, is, every, is every holiday season. and It's around, it's after October, because I remember when I, I did it right after I came back from my oh, yeah, honeymoon right. two years ago. So it's right at the end of October, just before just before Halloween. We yeah, might, I mean, we might miss LARP season this time. Well, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do a 24-hour D&D stream or some shit. shit yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I want to do something. I want to do something for it regardless. Perhaps of a collaboration is. is in the future. Oh, my. Excellent. I'm always uh, about that. And are, isn't isn't that that Sonic 06 uh, available on on a YouTube somewhere? Everyone should watch it. It's the parts where Christine plays were also fun. Oh yeah. Um. No. What's the other Sonic game that's? <laughs> I'm sorry. We're, we're bringing up some post-traumatic stress <laughs> where Sonic. No, it's so I, bad. This is related. <laughs> this is related. But I, I, what was that Sonic game that came out real recently that was not official, but it was basically Nightmare? Sonic oh, Dreams. Sonic Dreams, Sonic Dreams Collection. That. You should do that. Is that a, is that an official request from Polyhedron for me to play Sonic Dreams Collection on our streams? I'm in the room for. <laughs> the thing is, it doesn't bother me anymore. So what we really need to do is get some dumb sucker who hasn't played it yet. Oh no! To do it blind. Yeah, because that thing is yeah. traumatic. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Oh man! Especially if you do the secret content. Oh Secret yeah. content's the best content. It's pretty good. I think that's what it's supposed to be there is for you to find the secret content and just be traumatized. Just it's pretty from- fucked up without the secret content, to be honest. <laughs> but we all—it makes you want to hold hands if you—if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Anyways, uh, what else? What else? Um, okay, what are some of your favorite games? Uh, like tabletop games? Yeah. By far, my, my bow right now is a game called Legends of the Wulin. I talk uh, about it a lot on this podcast. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I run a campaign, actually, that involves Ryan, um, and I love it. It's easily my favorite campaign that I've ever run of a tabletop game. Uh, I really enjoy the system because it blends uh, the narrative and the gameplay, and it's a pretty crunchy game. Make oh, no yeah, mistakes, it oh, very much it's so. got some weight to it. 
Um, but it blends the narrative and the, the mechanics in a very seamless fashion that I just really haven't seen in any other game. Um, There's some serious polish on this game. Yeah. That I can tell when I read it and I tried to do it, I looked at it and go, they they did a lot of back end work on this thing yeah. to really make it just flow with each, with everything. And it, it's one of the most genre enforcing role playing games I've ever touched. It it automatically makes you be a wuja guy, even if you don't know what the hell wuja is. Like you can take someone who doesn't know what the wuja genre is entails. And you can put them at a table in Legends of the Wulin and have them do nothing but read that book, make a character following the steps in the book, and they will play a wuja trope, a wuja genre-appropriate character by the natural flow of that game. Right. And to me, that is phenomenal and, and requires an immense amount of talent on the part of the designers. And uh, we only have a few more minutes, so I want to get this. Uh, what game did you start on? My first uh, tabletop game was uh, Dungeons & Dragons 3.0. Oh. Um Played it with some of my high school friends. It was, you know, absolutely shattered, broken. Uh, we moved to 3.5 after a while, and that was basically the birth of my uh, birth of my my love of tabletop RPGs. I played a lot of D and D in college, and then I got into Dark Heresy, got into oh, Paranoia, I got into all sorts of other stuff, and then from there it, it just kind of shot to the sky. And D and D really is just kind of like the Bud Light and marijuana of gateway drugs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. kind of. Right. Star Wars three O for me. Yeah, but yeah, very yeah. close. Very yeah, close. Vampire for me. Like uh, that was that was my intro. It all started. That's the nineties, dude. That was. That I was... am the nineties. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, wee. Yeah, I like uh, all those games are great. Those are all fun. It's just interesting. Just I love hearing how people came about the hobby i i came about it similar way i didn't but i came it with like Shadowrun and then vampire and werewolf oh, and then it came to D later and i played a lot of D, &D but because it's just so easy to drop in and drop out of D. &D. Mm -hmm. you talk to anyone who played a lot of tabletop in college and odds are i played a lot of D, &D is somewhere in that story because mm -hmm. almost certainly yeah it's just it's you really a lot of time the... on your hands and you got your friends your buddies around and you don't have a lot of money so you're just like what's the cheap cheap yeah. thing to yeah it's such a good money to entertainment time ratio. It can it's be so good. Hours upon hours of my life. Well, I want to thank Dylan for coming today, and I, everyone here at Polyhedron, we wish you the very best of luck with your all your endeavors in this project. And please, everyone, just go, uh, Dylan, one more time, say where you can go find Play Together Project. Uh, what I would suggest is you go to the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the Play Together Project. All of our other social media is basically the same, Twitch and YouTube, uh, dot whatever, com, slash, the Play Together Project, and Twitter, uh, twitter.com, slash, the Play Together, because I couldn't have any more characters than that. <laughs> also, if you're interested in listening to Dylan and I have more witty banter, we're also currently working on a, a podcasting project, which I will be having the specifics on once the episodes are all chopped up and laser ready for... Laser uh, brains. It might be called Laser Brains, and uh, more on that question later. question about the Play Together project that I just thought about. It's only in uh, video format currently, correct? Currently, yes. Um, at some point, we may start also exporting in podcast format, mm -hmm. but right now, we're YouTube's the, the place to be. I just us. wanted to make sure people didn't try to go look at it as a podcast. And yeah, we are a stream right now. We are streaming a YouTube channel. We are not a podcast at this juncture. Well, um, like always, if you like this episode and you really want to support this podcast as well as the company that sponsors this podcast, please go over to patreon.com slash polyhedron and become a patron today. 
Kaylee Chambers is another person that continues to be patron us and it really does help us out a lot, guys. Also, what helps us out is if you go to uh, polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com and send us in your emails. I know. I see the numbers of downloads. I know you guys are listening to us. Shoot us an email. It could be two, a sentence long. Just say, hey, I really like it. Please talk about this. We need. We love hearing feedback from our fans, and it just makes the everyone sort of grow this community that I really want to help grow even if you're just making fun of matt for god's sake yeah, I mean, he, des- he deserves it after that highly recommend it. yeah <laughs> also if you want to talk to us directly i am on twitter at bioimportance i am at arduous r-j-u-o-u-s and i am at divis Malkav. at masmedias which is m-a-z-m-e-d-i-a-s it's also my personal youtube channel yeah, he also does a lot of live streaming that I've noticed. And please go go follow him, subscribe to him, look uh, look him up. There's a lot more content coming actually on my personal channel very soon. Lots of Hearthstone stuff, uh, possibly World of Warcraft stuff. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk after this. We should, have, uh, we should talk about Hearthstone sometime. Yeah, we will. At, at, at length. Yeah, sure. Purify sucks. All right. <laughs> um, yes, and the entire internet agrees. Yeah. Um, but anything else, guys? Thank you guys so much for having me on. Um, hopefully we can have more collaborations like this between the two projects. Hell yeah. I feel like this has been a, a, extremely excellent. I, I look forward to it. Absolutely. Yes. All right. For everyone here at Polyhedron and Let's Play Together Project, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice.